Welcome to Composer Talk. I'm your host, Matthew Wong. As a film and TV composer, I love talking to others about their backgrounds, composition techniques, music tech, and more. We all watch films, TV, and digital media and know the important role that scoring plays in storytelling. I want to invite you to join me on this adventure to learn more about the artists who are behind the scenes creating the music. If you want to learn more about the people interviewed on this podcast, make sure to follow us on our socials. And if you enjoy Composer Talk, please take the time to rate and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your preferred listening site is. Our next guest is a German artist whose new album, Game Trails, blew me away when I first heard it, and I'm very excited to be able to speak with him today. His unique guitar style and use of the Ron Rocco adds an intimate conversation-like aspect to his music, and the theme of transit and motion in this new album was a refreshing breath in a time where we're forced to stay inside. And the composer is Marcus Sieber, also known as Alkai. How you doing? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the introduction. For sure. Uh, so I was just blown away when I heard the Ron Rocco. I actually thought it was a Charango at first, as I guess they're pretty similar family-wise. Very similar, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I mean, recently, The Last of Us 2 video game uh, soundtrack came out with Gustavo uh-huh. Santalaya. He also uses the Ron Rocco quite a bit. Was he an inspiration picking up the instrument? Have you had it for a while? Was it? I yes, uh, Gustavo Santalaya certainly played a role in it, uh, amongst others, obviously. Um, especially, I mean, I knew his um, his album Ron Rocco, which came out uh, on Non Such Records uh, a while ago in in the late um, late nineties, I think ninety eight or something. Um, and then later he he became really popular actually with one of the tracks from that record uh, uh, in the soundtrack to Babel from Iñárritu, mm-hmm. Alejandro Iñárritu, and um, it was it's just such such a very cinematic feel to the instrument. And uh, I'm coming from a I have a background in um, in acting. I studied acting in Berlin. So for me, like um, filmmaking and um, theater performance, all that was uh, was very close to me. And um, I was always interested in the relationship between expression, pictures, performance and music. Mm. So later then I found this, uh, I bought a Ron Rocco and uh, I was totally drawn into it. And it was actually the reason that I started the project Aokai because I, I wrote li- tiny little pieces on this instrument and I I wanted to find an outlet for it. Wow, it's amazing to have a project be born from just the instrument like that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> when you um, first picked it up, what were your thoughts? What, sorry, can you repeat oh, Sorry, that? when you first uh, picked up the instrument, what were your thoughts in terms... Because you played guitar for a while as well. Yes, mm-hmm. Um... It has a ver- kind of yeah. It has a it ha- has a very different, I can say, harmonic um, uh, ha- harmonic approach or harmonic um, uh, how you say situation, <laughs> and um, so it was very interesting to me to to experiment with that and uh, and it I don't know it, it it kind of drew me in into some mesmerizing feeling of especially for the arpeggios and 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 picking style where i felt like um absolutely yeah how can i describe that it was like 
stepping into a completely new thing with an, a technique which I knew from the guitar playing, but stepping into a completely different uh, playground of colors. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I spent a lot of time with a Trango uh, sampling it actually and just doing what I call waves where I play on an individual string at one tempo and speeds up or slows down gradually. Oh, really? And then mm -hmm. on another one, uh, slows down and then speeds up. And uh, it's one of my favorite like samples I still use. But it's got such a different I be, color. I yeah. would be curious to hear that, actually. I'll make sure to send it to you after this. Yeah. Yes, it would be very nice, yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure. And in terms of the approach, or, or so, so when did you decide to put uh, this, this project together, I guess, after discovering the instrument? Like, what, what went through your mind? Did you have all these songs and you just needed to, to start, like, were right. you playing them live? Were you... Yes, no, I, I was not playing it live. It was... Originally, it was not intended to be a live project in that sense. It was more like a, yeah, a studio project where I could kind of spin around and 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 dedicate my time to the instrument. For me, it was important. One thing I think to mention here is, so I I wrote this this first sketches and drafts on on this instrument, and then I I thought which instruments could go along with it because hmm. it is not a, a real solo instrument for itself. It, it, it has a very significant character and uh, it can kind of cut through um, and straight into your heart with its sound, but it's really beautiful if, if it's sitting in the background of instruments. So um, obviously, because it's a very tiny instrument, it has very uh, tiny strings, thin strings. It, the, resonance, the resonance of the instrument is very short. And um, so I love to explore, for instance, to play along with a nylon string guitar with a classical guitar, mm -hmm. which gives it immediately a beautiful bed to sit on. And then I went even further, which I love a lot. I combine it with, with the piano and the piano gives a really nice, uh, resonating carpet for it and it can kind of dance on a beautiful um, bed of of sound so it it this was a, an, another very important uh, discovery for me which instruments go along beautiful with it and i found that the cello the piano another guitar for instance violin in also in some cases are really uh, beautiful uh, companions for it mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I want to talk to you a bit about uh, Ann Mueller's uh, playing on there too, which I just feel like adds so much uh, breath into the music too. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, before that, just this idea of of travel and the idea of motion with all these instruments. Um, it's interesting yes. how you described all of them playing together. And when you were coming up with this like sonic, I guess, approach, was travels and like these themes, uh, were they there from the start? Yes, uh, I'm traveling a lot, and uh, and this was another huge improvement when I found this instrument. Because as a guitar player, you know, you have this expensive guitar, and it's in a, in a very nice carbon fiber uh, case, so it can't break. And uh, but then when you go on hikes or when you go on a little short travel a trip, you don't want to carry that instrument with you, you know. Uh, but when I when I got the Ron Rocco, it was in a very nice, sweet, soft case, which I could just like a tiny day pack put on my 
on my shoulder. And uh, from that moment on, I was carrying that instrument pretty much to every kind of place. It was... Uh, it was my baby <laughs> and uh, actually many people made fun of it because I was just like <laughs> like carrying it around like a sacred little thing and uh, but it gave me this possibility to just have an instrument with me which I can get out any any time I wanted you know and uh, so I started like playing music in a forest on a mountaintop uh, on a river you know I love to hike. I love to to even run, or I could even take it then with me. And so I I had it, I gained a completely new um, a, um, new freedom with my instrument, which I didn't have before with the guitar because the guitar is way too heavy to just carry it around all the time, you know. And um, with this instrument, I I had this freedom to explore music, actually in in beautiful settings. And um, my experience is that nature and the wild and it gives you a, a very beautiful quality of listening, mm. listening to the sounds. It's, it's, I can really um, go into a, um, a deeper level of listening when I'm outside. And then to transport this into your instrument directly in that moment is something extremely creative. And um, yeah, this was, I think I lost your question, I'm not sure, but yeah, this was a very new thing for me when I discovered this instrument. What was That's, your question? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to comment on that saying that it's amazing that the location is almost as much of an inspiration as the sound too, or the, the two come, exactly. come together. The traveling, exactly. So this was the thing that which which came with the instrument that I could like, travel with it and um, as I'm usually traveling a lot my wife is Mexican and we live in Colorado and we tour a lot in in Europe uh, with another project and uh, so we're constantly traveling and um, new places new communities new people new languages inspire always in a certain way and music can be born out of these experiences and um, that's why I dedicated um, this album in particular to traveling. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, and it's so interesting. I watched some of your performances, uh, Union Chapel in London, Voxton, Berlin. These these rooms have like such a character and really um, right. changes mm -hmm. the way you listen to the music. But I'm sure if you have the recordings from when, it, where these things were inspired from, I'm not even sure, did any of those like initial... Did you ever record like on a mountaintop with, <laughs> and use that? No, no, I never recorded in these places. Usually a mountaintop is very windy. Right, yeah. <laughs> it would be like a hassle to record there. But um, um, no, I never recorded outside anything yet. But maybe that's, that's interesting. It could be a new amazing project with a good field recorder to record actually in natural settings as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, wind is tricky, but... Could be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've curiosity in terms of uh, going back to what you mentioned with film and you've had music in, was it BBC's The Click? There's a thing, Wonders of Norway, Aprisa. Um, yes. Have you any interest in the next uh, couple of years of doing more and more like film scoring as well? Yes, I would be certainly interested to do film scoring. Um I'm, and I'm, I really enjoyed uh, a few projects also this year uh, to work with filmmakers on 
on uh, and beautiful short films or also longer films, dance films. Um, as you know, probably I do a lot of video productions for my releases. I work with a team, a filmmaker team from St. Petersburg in Russia. And we, you know, I really enjoy to put um, videos to these tracks, to some of these tracks. And um, we have been in festivals. So there is a, even an Aokai film production which come along with, with these releases. And uh, especially mm -hmm. for this album, Game Trails, I we have um, how many, like two, three, three more releases, video releases coming. And um, this is something I really love to do. I would love to do more for scoring, but as I'm coming from the film industry already as an actor, I'm pretty clear that I don't want to just like you know, it has to be the right fit for me. I want to have a, I want to have a freedom in it, in creating. Mm. I don't want to just like doing a service or to somebody's vision and being limited too much in my um, own creation in it. So there must be a kind of a, a chemistry with a director, with a project that I would really um, go for it. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, it's an interesting point too, just because I guess the way that a lot of composers approach, I mean, just the idea of getting hired as opposed to contributing, like that's just a, right. a mental shift right there. Right. Um, and what kind of stories are you interested in, in terms of like what type of films, TV things have you Road enjoyed? movies? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, all kinds of adventure movies or road movies. I, I think a road movie would be perfect. Right. That makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I want to ask about uh, working with um, with on on the uh, the project, uh, and also just going back to to this idea of coming up with the the sounds of the project. So have you collaborated like in those early steps with multiple musicians trying to figure it out, or were you working mostly at home with like um, computer like sample sounds, trying to figure no, out what would work? No, okay. I don't use actually sample sounds. Um... It, it yeah i'm not a i'm not a i'm not a big fan of of plugins and mm -hmm. um every time i try i just it tires me it's 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 not my thing i need to get my hands on on knobs and you know <laughs> move things around i it needs to be a physical thing for me um i have synthesizer at home which i love to use um i have a micro cook which i love and uh um, uh, a profit aid, which I totally love to play with, and um, when I when I work with musicians, you know, um, from the beginning, it was clear that this project that that it was a platform for collaboration in any sense, you know, co collaboration with other musicians, collaboration with filmmakers, collaboration with dancers, you know, it. Uh, I really wanted. I I enjoy it a lot when music can be shared. And almost all the people working or playing, recording in this project are friends, very good friends. And um, this was for me the first thing. I wanted to work with these people and not necessarily with the instrument, you know. It, it was, a, um, of course, a kind of a second choice. For me, it was, I wouldn't just take any cello player, for instance, just to work with, work with a cello. I saw I, I I saw Anna playing and I I heard her playing on 
on a few things and I knew in that moment, I really want to work with her because I love that sound, what she's doing, you know. And um, the same with the violin player Bogdan Chukic or Jamshi Charifi from New York, you know. I just love to, to work with these people because I have this connection and chemistry with them. And we can, we can go into creative spaces where it's very seamless to work together. So often I have an idea or an imagination where the piece could go. And then I think who of these friends from the Aokai Ensemble, let's say, who could, who could be the one I want to share that moment or this piece and develop it further? Mm. And then I, I say, okay, this could be a, a, a wonderful track for Anne, for instance. And then, um, and then I, we meet in Berlin or somewhere and we, we go together in that piece. And then sometimes I have an imagination how it should be or how it could be. And sometimes I say, or very often I say, just for the first take, just play what you feel. Just go for it, you know. Mm. And then sometimes you find a little thing or a little theme or topic or a little color of everything. Oh, this is beautiful. Can we, can we do more in this direction? So it's a very organic kind of with each other process, creating process. And, uh, and from there, I kind of basically trust that flow in that moment and say, okay, it wants to go in this direction and let's go for it. Right. So it truly is collaborative. It is collaborative, but I'm guiding the whole process. So it's, it's in a, in a way, it's not like a, not like a band in that sense. Like where, you, where everybody is coming together and then everybody writes a song or comes up with ideas on the table. It's, it's, it's like a guided process, but, in a, but I give a lot of freedom in the same time. So there's a collaboration with other people, but in a, in a way guided for the piece, how it could fit for the piece or, or how I imagine it for the piece. Amazing. Yeah. Mm. And it's also interesting that I guess the, the members of the project are all, um, or not all, but yeah, there's a lot of distance too. Colorado. Um, oh yeah, so they're the, they're yeah. all living in different places, and um, we barely come together. Only a, f a few times to just play a concert together, and um, which is a beautiful thing when we then finally come together and really play it together. Which which I kind of have kind of how do you say frickled <laughs> together in a studio, <laughs> you know, um, all the editing and. You know, I meet Anne in Berlin. I meet Bogdan uh, Cukic, the violin player. We record in Mexico. And then uh, Jamshid is recording usually in his own studio and sends me tracks. And then um, we go from there. So I'm, I'm cooking that all together in one thing. <laughs> and then eventually we meet and then we play it. And then we think, wow, it's so fun to play. <laughs> right. Were there any uh, songs have come out where, where all of you have been together or has it always been this kind of workflow? No. Yeah, this is exactly the thing. I come up with a thing and then I I go from there. You know, I come up with a with a, with a, with a theme, a topic, a melody, uh, um, and Ron Rocco song. Mostly it's written on the Ron Rocco, on the Charango. So, and then I go from there and I say, hey, can you, can we try something in this direction or can we do something or... And then I kind of shape it from there. Gotcha. But it would be very nice at some point, and this is coming probably next, that we just get together and then maybe create actually together in that moment and uh, even extend the col collaboration to that point where everyone really can put something on the table in that moment. Mm, right. 
Yeah, because you'd all have to go on a road trip to to make it work. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and speaking of that, I want to ask if there are any particular uh, trips or I don't know hikes that that really resonated with you <clears throat> that you could talk about specifically yeah. for this album. Yeah, about this album. Yeah, each kind of each song has has a story behind that. Um, so let me see which one I can pick. <laughs> I think one is. For instance, when I was in uh, in the Yucatan in Mexico, uh, on a lake, and in, uh, in Bacalar, uh, the lake is it's a really beautiful lake, and um, it's called the the also the, the lake of seven colors because of its richness, the, like of the, the 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 sunsets, the the sunrise, everything is so enriched by the by the I think by the atmosphere of the water and the sky together. It's very flat and um, and so I stayed there for a whole week in in a in a cottage in a cabin by the lake, and it was a very particular atmosphere, mesmerizing in some way, like very dreamy. And um, I wrote that piece Akalki there, and it's named after the place Akalki. And it was just this atmosphere. The it's not really here, not really there, just suspended somehow in between sky and lake. Hmm. And um, so I. Uh, how to say? I created that piece with a lot of polyrhythms, so there's playing a seven a seven beat signature uh, against an eight, eleven um, beat signature, and they barely come together. So it's it's kind of a very mesmerizing net, which is very hard to grab for the mind. Right. Well, I loved uh, when listening to it. Just the. Um... There are those like moments where the rhythm hits and everything kind of feels like home and you've reached the center. Right. I think that's probably the thing that makes it feel so so much like you're in motion too, is that you, you get back for a second and then you're immediately uh-huh. taken away. Yes, yes, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so interesting. And then also, I'm, I was curious if there's any other types of trips or nature experiences you're hoping to to go on in the next couple of years mm-hmm. yeah i mean i uh, i mean i love the rocky mountains and uh in, in colorado it's a place where where you can just spend a whole lifetime to to go on trips and it's almost like when you when you live there it's it's like you get this kind of fomo um not being able to 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 go on all the the beautiful mountains and tops and or crawl through all the amazing valleys and rivers you know it's um so this is something i feel like i want to explore more in colorado i want to be able to have more time for that and um also i'm interesting to uh, discover a little bit ireland in the next year mm-hmm. because uh, we will spend some more time in ireland and and um this is a very new thing and i'm excited to to explore that as well and there's something I really want to learn. I want to learn sailing, and um, and go and explore the, the the travels on the on the sea. Right. I'm sure that would add a whole another level of just yes, life experience <laughs> and inspiration mm-hmm. for the music too. Yeah. Do you think about what the sound of waves is like versus the sound of the air in the mountains? Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm not analyzing it uh, yet, but. Um, Wind is for me a, a very important sound, especially in all kinds of different 
tree tops. It's it sounds very different when you're in the Aspen forest in Colorado, if or if you're here in Germany. I'm in Germany right now. If you're in the in the pine forests in in South Germany, and uh, or if the wind goes through cornfields, and this is for me a, a, an incredible sound where I feel like so so much drawn in. Mm. And um, when we were working on the album in the mixing process, it was for me really important to mix it in a way as you would perceive nature, as if you would stand somewhere in a forest and you have the wind in the trees and you have the animal sounds and the insects and the, and the creek from far away. But I wanted to, to have it like it's all happening in the same time. You, you don't put your attention onto one sound only. You you perceive it all together. So it was for important for me not to have a protagonist instrument, something which necessarily leads the whole thing and the all the other stuff is background. It's it was important to have all the instruments contributing to that net of of a soundscape. Yeah, amazing. Well, yeah. Are there any other thoughts you'd like to share about this album or other future musical endeavors? Yeah, I'm excited, very much excited to get it out. Um, very um in particular uh, i love the collaboration with lisa morgenstern the singer mm -hmm. it's the first time I, i worked with a singer i wanted to work with bulgarian voices and um i was kind of prepared to go to bulgaria for that but then i met lisa morgenstern she's a singer from berlin and she's half bulgarian and she knew how to sing bulgarian and we met and uh we did this beautiful collaboration um, of a I had a piece already and she had uh, found a beautiful traditional um, Bulgarian song which she then adopted into that piece and it became a completely new piece and it will be out as a single next Friday so I'm excited about that as it shows a completely different side of Aokai which in couple in collaboration with with voices And um, yeah, in general, I'm happy the album comes out because I'm excited already to, to work on a new thing. <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time. It's a pleasure having you on. Yeah, thanks, Matthew. Thanks. It was really a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Composer Talk. If you like what we're doing, feel free to follow us on Instagram or Facebook. The show is mixed and sounds great thanks to the incredible Eric Bard, who's also a talented composer, producer, and mixer. Until next time, this has been Matthew Wong. <laughs>